1: Hello, everyone. Rob Guest from football.london here, and welcome to the latest episode of Golden Guest Talk, Tottenham, sponsored by NordVPN. Joining me as ever, it's Alistair Gold. Ali, you well? Yeah, I'm good. It's just weird, this kind of break. It's like it comes at an
0: unnatural time, I think. It's, I think it's a good time for Spurs for them to kind of recover all of their kind of aching and ill bodies that they've got, but. Yeah, for us as reporters, it just feels weird not to have a match this weekend and not to have a press conference today as well. But, as it's Tottenham, there's still loads to talk about and and potentially, hopefully, if it advances from where it is currently, maybe another transfer on the cards as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it does pretty much feel like an international break in January with, with no game, but... Even still, a lot's happened over the past few days uh, in the world of Tottenham Hotspur. Maybe one more player coming into the club, potentially, and we've seen uh, three players head out on loan. So, lots to discuss. First of all, we'll start with Antonio Nusa, who plays for Club Bruges. Obviously, we understand that Tottenham are in talks over a potential deal for him. That would be a permanent transfer, but he would be remaining with the Belgian side for the remainder of the season. Spurs are planning for the future here.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've mentioned this on previous pods that there's this kind of feeling that there was likely to be an attempt to get a signing for the future in this window. One of those where exactly like Pat Matassar, Destiny Doggy. I know they were both summer window ones. Maybe Deli Alli is probably the best example of a January move uh, like that, and then a loan back. But it was just this feeling that maybe they were going to try and tie up something for the long term. Um, and it looks like potentially Noosa's that guy. A um, lot of interest in him. Uh, Arsenal, Chelsea and Liverpool have all looked at him. I think Chelsea reportedly had a bid rejected in the summer for him. I think the talk in, because he's Norwegian, but obviously he's playing in um, in Belgium. I think the talk in the Norwegian media was that it was about 25 million that they would had rejected as well. So Spurs aren't going to get him for the kind of Sara doggy price range, I don't believe, unless they can kind of backload it with various things that, you know, if he is a success, which they hope he will be. Um, but at the moment, it appears to be, there's been talks held this week. Um No sign as of yet when we're recording this of a bid, whether that comes in shortly after when I kind of get closer, because this is the thing, there's no point in kind of making a bid until you've got a rough idea of a common ground that you can start at really, or, or anywhere near, um, but he's a very exciting young player. Uh, you and I have both kind of spent the day really kind of digging into everything about him and, and, and his path and kind of speaking myself to some people that kind of know him Um, and the word that came straight away from a couple of them was hu- uh, humble which is a it's a good word in today's game and uh, this is not to absolutely do down every young player that's out there but you know it's difficult I think for young players in today's game especially when they're earning decent money straight off the bat to kind of keep their feet on the ground um, but everything about Musa suggests that that's exactly what he's like. And and obviously he had to move across to Belgium when he was 16, wasn't he? I think when he moved across, um, just ridiculous, his career. When you look at it, he made his debut for, um, got the name of the club in Norway. He was at, which I'm going to absolutely butcher the spelling of, uh, Stibak, 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 I think, uh, (laughs) it was just 16 when he made his senior debut there. I'm going for Stibak. Um, it's one of those where the A and the E and the uh, the um, Norwegian is uh, is close together. I can't remember what they call that word or that letter.
1: I have no idea. We'll, we'll go <laughs> with what you said is the right pronunciation.
0: <laughs> this isn't Golden Guest Talk Norwegian alphabet, is it? Um, yeah, and he scored his first goal for them when he was 16. And then he went across to club, uh, club Rouge, made his debut for them at 16, um, played... Made a load of appearances last season, uh, 32 appearances last season, despite the fact he was only 17. Um, then probably made his name for more people by scoring in the Champions League on his debut last season um, against uh, Porto in the group stages. That made him the youngest player to score in his debut in the Champions League. Technically he's the second youngest just overall to have scored in the Champions League. And Suffati um was 109 days younger when he did it for Barcelona. But yeah, he's he's a real talent. Um international stage, he's been kind of made an instant impact for Norway. Um scored an assist on his debut for them um against Jordan in a friendly. And if you thought, oh, you know, it's it's you know, that's not the toughest game. I think they won something like 6-0. He also in the qualifying games for the Euros In the next three games, uh, laid on three assists. um, One for Erling Haaland. and Actually, no, two for Erling Haaland. One against Cyprus, one against Georgia. And also Martin Odegaard, he set out one of his goals against Georgia as well. So this is a guy that clearly is not bothered about the next steps. It doesn't phase him. Um, And all of these characteristics kind of fall nicely into the Postacoglu wheelhouse. He looks for these humble players. He looks for players that will be grounded despite their talent, but also adaptable uh, players who can take... Other countries take a next step. I mean, this guys you know, Noose has played in the Champions League. He's played in the international stage, despite the fact he's still a teenager. Um, he's had a back injury this season at times that I think has fragmented his appearances a little bit. Um, so I think he's made 26 appearances. He's got three goals and three assists. But I would caveat that with the the back injury. and He's been on, off the bench in a few of those appearances as well. Quite a few, I think. Um, but yeah, sounds like a, a really exciting player if they can get it to the next step, Spurs. Obviously, at the moment, it's talks, and there's those other clubs you know will be kind of very much looking in and watching what happens. Clubs across Europe also look at him. He has said, I think I've got the quote here, that about the Premier League, he once described it as the best and most beautiful competition in the world, so you would hope the Premier League clubs would have that kind of advantage, but um, I mean, I've got a a quote from Eric Torsvet about him. He's been speaking today, but I know you've also been looking at um, what various people have said about him over the years. What what do people have said about
1: him? Uh, well, Martin, the guards praised him uh, a couple of times. Obviously you mentioned uh, his impact in, I think it was Norway's qualifier against Georgia. Other guard says he's an incredibly exciting player. You know, you see it every everything he gets the ball, it's exciting. He's still young and will get even better. Uh he, he must continue as he has done, work hard, be humble. He's a nice boy, very calm and nice type. It's going to be just fine. He's just got to enjoy the football and continue to deliver as he does. Uh, then it will be good. Uh, former Norway manager, Per Matthias Hogmer. He's basically said, uh, in Norway, there have several good players, but Antonio Nusa is something very special. Matt Solheim, who played with him at Starbeck, or what, however you pronounced it, uh, he said, right. I, yeah, I can see similarities to Neymar in Nusa's movement in the way he uses the ball. There is still a small gap between them, but he can get there. Uh, Henning Berg Gunnar Halle, as you may remember, played in the Premier League before. They both, you know, praise him. They think he's an excellent player. So everyone's just been waxing lyrical about him, and he just seems to be the next player off the production line in Norway. And it's weird how it works in international football. It just seems to go in cycles. You either have a really good team, or you'll struggle for years. And Past few years, Erling Haaland, obviously Martin Odegaard, Oscar Bob, who scored for Man City away at Newcastle last week. Norway looks like it's producing some really, really good talent at the moment with Noosa certainly being uh, the one in the headlines at the moment and obviously we're reeling off those stats. One goal, four assists in his first four games for Norway. That's, you know... Some going, and I think everyone just thinks he's going to get even better. So I think this can be a really, really good move for Spurs, especially when there's been a number of uh, Europe's biggest clubs looking at him. He's a left sided player, he's right footed, so he likes to cut in onto his right. He can play all across uh, the attacking line as well, can score, can assist. Just got big game experience already playing in the Champions League, in the Europa Conference League. International stage for Norway in the qualifiers, they they were coming up against Spain in a, you know, a must-win game uh, in Oslo a few months back. He just seems to have the world at his feet already. He seems to have the talent and it's obviously just going to be down to him to take the next steps. But as you said, seems to be a humble lad and you won't bet against him getting there.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we've actually mentioned what position he plays in yet, but he is uh, an attacker that can play across the front three. Predominantly, he's been playing on the left, mainly, for uh, club and country. But yeah, he can play anywhere across those front three positions, and Yeah, just ridiculously kind of calm guy for his age. Um, He's got he's like one of the fastest with the ball at his feet. He's kind of acknowledged as being in the uh, in the Belgian as a Jupiler Pro League. And yeah, just uh, it feels it very much feels like one of those doggy sar type deals that this is someone that everyone wants, uh, or a lot of teams certainly want and know is going to be a bit of something special. I have no doubt that Johan Lang, uh, a fellow Scandinavian, uh, not of me, but of Noosa, um, would have kind of been very, very much aware of this young man's talent um, and, and would have been pushing Spurs um, to kind of have a look at him and also the fact that he, you know, as soon as he's come in, he knows he fits Postacoglu's way. Um, and actually, I, was, I said about the Eric Torsfeld quotes, obviously Eric Torsvet, a former... Eric the Viking, the former Spurs goalkeeper, um, he spoke to Norwegian media outlet Neta Vizen today. Uh, He said, I heard some hints about this a few weeks ago, so I knew it could be on the cards. It's really cool. Tottenham are a uh, a fantastic club to come to right now. They have such good tools now that they do a tremendously thorough job. It is also reassuring for the player that they know what they are buying. Noosa is still very young, but Postacoglu is not afraid to pick people. He'll get his opportunities, and he is so good that he will take them. Um, and on the actual deal itself, um, which the suggestions in Belgium appear to be that um, Club Brugia are holding out for around £30 million plus the loan back for the rest of the season, which is a lot more than the deals for Saar and, and Doggy, who are both around the £15 mark, mark, certainly the initial payments. Um, But, yeah, Chelsea having a a £25 million move reportedly uh, failed in the summer. um, That kind of keeps that price high. So how far Spurs can knock that price down, I don't know. We'll find out. But, yeah, on that deal, Torsfed said it's a huge price for a Belgian club. That's a lot of money for Tottenham, but it's half of some of the most expensive players they've bought. I know a certain Brazilian that cost uh, double that. Um, but thankfully he's doing very well now. Um, they must be confident in the qualities he has. There is a clear interest here. Before, there used to be endless negotiations with Tottenham. They were supposed to squeeze the last pound, but we saw now with the last defender they brought from Genoa, obviously we know that's Dragasin, then they got the player when it should have stood between them and Bayern Munich. It shows that Daniel Levy may have changed his style a bit. Oh, Torsevet going in on the Spurs chairman there. Um, I think it's just more that... Certainly, the Dragasson deal, they just knew they needed him in, didn't they? Quickly as well. Um, obviously, they weren't to know that uh Romero and uh, Van de Ven were going to suddenly be available, but um, yeah, I like the sound of Noosa. It's um, it, I think he has the same agent, if I'm not mistaken, as Gift Orban, who Spurs seriously looked at. Uh, I think it was in the summer, wasn't it? Um, at Ghent, um, so he's just gone to Leon as well, which is quite interesting. He hasn't had a great season, Gift Orban. Um, I don't know if there's probably reasons for it. Maybe he kind of had was had injury issues. I don't know. Maybe it was just the fact that a lot of these young players can't kind of match the initial season and uh until they kind of almost take a step back to end up going two steps forward. So he may well still end up being a terrific player. But uh yeah, I did find that quite interesting that it's it's the same agency. Um and yeah, we'll see what comes of him. It's uh, Like I say, it's at the moment, we're just talking about a player that Spurs have had talks over. Um, but if it becomes something more than that, then you'd imagine for next season, if they feel he's ready, he could be a very kind of potent option in the mix for Postacoglu in those front spots. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those, we don't know what it means for the future of the likes of Brian Hill's the obvious one, uh, and whether he has a long-term future at Spurs. Obviously, Ivan Perisic um, looks like potentially Haiduk's split might get that done um, in this window. There's obviously there's been more noise about that now. Um, so, yeah, you do have a couple of players that could potentially head off. And obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Timo Werner. We hope he's going to be a massive success, but if he's not, then he'll head back to Leipzig in the summer. Um, and then also... I know this is kind of a sacrilege to say right now because he's such an amazing player, but obviously they have to kind of have a succession plan in place for Sonny for the long-term future. Obviously, he's only 31 now, so I'm sure Spurs will be hoping they'll get a good, you know, four or five years out of him, if not more. Um, But you've got to kind of plan as well for the future, and and that's what these kind of young players coming in do. So, uh, yeah, very exciting. Um, But... We've been here before with moves that haven't quite gone the distance. So we won't get too carried away at this point in time, but certainly um, a very, very decent young prospect.
1: Yeah, I was just going to mention Son, if obviously Tottenham can get a deal over the line for Noosa, basically. I'd be looking at Son's long-term replacements, as you say. 31 going to be turning 32 later this year. You know... Still, a really, really good player who's, you know, instrumental uh, to the Tottenham team and Andrew Postacogli's way of playing, but players can't go on forever, can they? So you might only have Sonny for another, like, say, three or four years. And there needs to be a plan in place because, I mean, there was always talk of Hugo Lloris's long term successor. And the Spurs never quite got there until, obviously, uh, this summer when Guillermo Vicario uh, came into the club with after Larice made it clear that he wanted to move elsewhere. So I think there does need to be uh you know, something in place to find some when everyone believes he's going to get better. It could well be him going forward. Uh like you say, I don't think good well for Brian Hill given Noosa plays on the left. Obviously this is dependent on Spurs getting over uh, a deal over yeah. the line for him but do not exactly uh, look good for Brian, especially with Timo Werner coming in as well this month. So, But there's still a couple of weeks left in the transfer window, so we'll see uh, what happens with that.
0: Yeah, and to be fair to Brian Hill, everything that's been kind of coming out from around the player seems to be that he really wants to fight for his place at Spurs. Um, you know, there's been a lot of suggestions about him heading off, and that may still end up being the case. But I don't think if he goes, it'll be kind of for the want of trying at Spurs and trying to earn his place. Um, I still maintain he's a very talented young player. I just I still don't think he's convinced anyone entirely that physically he's able to kind of to fully display those talents um, because it's just a difficult league for for players that kind of aren't ready for that physicality. He battles away, but... Um, sometimes he's just for players that maybe it suits them in a different league and obviously we know Spanish football kind of fits him like a glove um yeah uh, we'll see who knows football football things change very quickly all he needs to go on a little bit of a run of a couple of games like you know lacelso scored in back-to-back games and suddenly everyone was like oh fantastic and then of course he got an injury again which was like oh okay we're back to where we were but You never know. You never know with Brian Hill. He had a little kind of burst of games under Antonio Conte, didn't he, when they had injury problems? And suddenly he looked like he might make an impact then. Um, But yeah, like you say, Spurs looking for players who can play in that position doesn't bode particularly well for him.
1: No, I think he's played well this season when he has been given game time. And I don't think the FA Cup draws have helped him either. Because let's face it, he's not going to start against Man City Next Friday, uh, perhaps could have started against Burnley, but I think Ange made uh, his stance clear on the FA Cup that Spurs are going for it because they were at full strength. Uh, So, yeah, we'll uh, just have to keep an eye out and see what happens in regards to Brian. Right, there's been another couple of transfer moves uh, this week. Three deals on the loan front. On Wednesday, it was confirmed. This was quite a surprise as well when the news broke Wednesday morning. Spurs had recalled Alfie Devine from what was a really, really promising loan spell at Port Vale. Then a few hours uh, later, Wednesday afternoon, it was confirmed Alfie had made the move up to the Championship to Plymouth Argyle. So, obviously, he's joining fellow Tottenham youngster Ashley Phillips at Home Park. And I think it's uh, quite a good move for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. It, do you know what it reminded me of? And obviously, don't kind of use what came next for this player, but it reminded me of Keon Atete, yeah. who um, started off as a striker. He was, didn't he go from League 2 to League 1?
1: I think it was Northampton to, to Cheltenham. I think that yes, was it. Yeah, that League was what it was. I mean, Northampton
0: one. was one of them, yeah.
1: Um, and he kind of showed
0: that he was able to make that step up until I think he got an injury, which kind of ended uh that little bit prematurely for him but yeah with Alfie it's it's just a case that he's he's kind of got there's such high hopes for him within Spurs and, and there's a real feeling that you know next season if he'd had if he has a good season this season this was back in the summer that potentially he could come back and be a real Madison alternative and someone to kind of push him as this young player
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is the deal
0: And everything he's done thus far has matched the expectations. You know, he'd gone to Port Vale, his first senior loan, um, like properly playing some uh, kind of regular football, and he smashed it. And he's just, with every passing month, has got stronger and stronger, uh, developed continuously there. And they are understandably gutted to lose him. And I do feel for Port Vale, because this is unfortunately just the nature of the business, and that's why Spurs put January recall. Uh, clauses in pretty much all of these deals for young players because you know if they feel like they're out growing in a way that level um they want to test them straight away at the next level because that way they've got a better sense of if he can come back next season and, and you know actually be ready for the Premier League I mean he made 26 appearances for Port Vale in only half a season three goals three assists um scored that goal in the uh, was it Carabao Cup, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, away at Antsfield. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and he is, yeah, it's it's one of those where I think a lot of Spurs fans are like, why have you called him back? He's doing really well. He's playing regular football. But on paper, he's going to um Plymouth where Ian Foster's there, isn't he? He coached him, yep. was it under 18s and 19s with England? Under no, 19 sorry, under 19s and
1: 20s. And
0: 20s. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, knows him inside out. Um, actually, you, because I know you wrote about this. Kind of what, what's what's uh, kind of relationship there, and what what's he said about him? I think he he th- he thinks he's terrific, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he absolutely raves about Alfie. Rates him incredibly highly. I think he said he's known him since his Wigan days, uh, where obviously he made such a mark that Tottenham wanted to uh, lure him to North London and. Yeah, he's had Alfie in the under-19s as part of his under-20 World Cup squad in the summer for the tournament in Argentina last summer. I just think it's a really good move that suits both Divine and, you know, Ange Postacoglu and Tottenham. Because Ian Foster, similar to Ange in terms of he likes to play expansive attacking football. Plymouth have been scoring for fun in the championship this season. I think there's only probably about six teams in the top half who've scored more than them. They have also been conceding for fun. So that's going to uh, make it quite a tough job for Ashley Phillips. But Ian Foster will be looking, you know, to put that right straight away. But I think given the attacking football to play, I just think it suits Alfie Devine down to the ground. And uh, Ian Foster's been mentioning about Alfie can play. As, said, as an attacking midfielder, he can also play slightly deeper as well. So this is the great thing about him. Uh, Alfie knows what his new manager wants in his teams. So he immediately goes into Plymouth just knowing what's expected of him. And yeah, I just think it's a really, really smart move. I mean, it was a bit of a shock that he was recalled from Port vale, given how well he's done, but it just makes total sense. Let him take that next step up see him how he does, especially when he could potentially be part of the Tottenham squad next season. So, yeah, I think there'll be quite a few Tottenham fans keeping an eye on uh, Plymouth of the remainder of the (laughs) season with Divine and Phillips there. Yeah, I just think it can be a move that, you know, has a huge, huge impact for Tottenham going forward. Yeah, he's
0: got so much potential and he is very versatile. Like you say, he can play in both... Central midfield kind of attacking and a bit deeper. He can also play. We saw him play right wing in pre season. He did really well. And he, I feel like he, got an, ass, he either got an assist or he had a chance that led to a corner, which Spurs then scored from or something like that. That was um, it. That
1: led to, was it Lo Celso scoring from the corner? Divine so. had the shot, keeper saved it, and then they did score from the resulting corner.
0: And I sat down and had a kind of a really good one-to-one chat with Alfie out in Singapore, I think it was, during that tour. And he's very clever, speaks very well, knows exactly what he wants from his career, um, knows exactly like we were talking about with Noosa, that kind of very humble, grounded nature to them, Um, just kind of wanting to do a job for the team. Um, Like I say, knows the kind of what they want to do, but also that you can't achieve that without being part of the whole team ethic. And you can see Postacoglu had a soft spot for him. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a terrific loan for him. I tell you what though, it's just been a mad month in terms of the loan market for Spurs. Um, obviously even leaving aside the fact that Timo Werner's come in on loan, but you just look at it. I mean, four players have returned from their loan clubs to head straight back out again for Spurs. um, they in all have sent out eight players on loan this month, uh, on top of the three others who are still involved in season long loans. And there could be more joining them because we do allow loan roundup each week. We've currently got 11 players on the loan roundup, which might be the most we've had in a while in one bunch, certainly over a season. We've had a few I'm trying to think we've had 11 in one season, but, uh, obviously Dane Scarlett's come back. So he can't be part of that group anymore. Um, but, yeah, and I guess Dane's a good kind of example for Alfie now because Dane obviously went to Ipswich to a team that, again, played good football, to a manager and Kieran McKenna who knows him very well and was very excited about having him, yet still didn't really feature enough or more, as much as he wanted to. So for Alfie, it's, yeah, it's a case of, as he did at Port Vale, Kind of, he very quickly went into the starting lineup at Port Vale. I think it took him maybe a week or so. He kind of maybe came off the bench to begin with, as all new arrivals do, pretty much. But uh, yeah, he very quickly became a regular staple of that midfield. And I mean, you look at his kind of minutes for the season, and he barely missed any minutes apart from when he was injured. He got a little injury towards the end of his time that kind of kept him out for about two or three matches, if that. Um, and that's what he's got to do. He's going to be super fit and ready to kind of get going in a championship. And he's just got to make sure he gets regular football and shows everyone at Spurs that he can just keep climbing that ladder. He's a terrific young talent.
1: Yeah. So Plymouth are in action uh, on Saturday, 3 PM Cardiff city at home. So, Potentially home debuts there for both Alfie Devine and Ashley Phillips, right, Ali? You uh, should
0: just say very quickly, Ashley Phillips was a man of match, wasn't he, on his debut for Plymouth?
1: He was, yeah. I think yeah. Alan McInally on Gillette Soccer Special was basically saying this lad's going to be an absolute superstar. So yeah. already made a big, big impression uh, at Plymouth, and I think there's plenty more to come from him between now and May, right? as we're now about halfway through the pod. Uh, do you want to tell everyone about the benefits of using NordVPN? Of
0: yes, course I can, yeah. The Golden Guest Talk Tottenham podcast is sponsored by NordVPN, and you can use the service in a host of different ways to enhance your internet experience. NordVPN is the fastest VPN in the world, and that means there's no buffering, no lagging, and you can stream your favorite shows from anywhere in the world without your bandwidth throttling. It's a service an app whatever you want to call it that i've used for years um long before nord came on board as our pon- podcast sponsor i've used it when i've been on holiday and i've wanted to watch stuff that I would normally watch back home that for some reason your device suddenly knows it's in a different country and it doesn't uh, allow you to do it well this way you can switch your device to thinking it is back home and you can still watch your stuff and likewise you can watch stuff from other countries by making your device think it's there and also From a security element, it goes some way to stopping, you know, nasty people trying to get your things off your devices when you're using public Wi-Fi as well. And not only that, but the outlay on a NordVPN subscription is cheaper for you in the long run. That's because you can purchase streaming services or bookings from other countries at a much cheaper rate. So, for example, you might be able to book flights from another country and it could be cheaper too. So it means you're paying out for Nord, but you're saving money overall. There's a whole host of other benefits from signing up to NordVPN, so why not give it a go? You can grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash goldguest to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, plus four additional months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee.
1: Wednesday evening also saw another transfer for Spurs with Sergio Reguillon, uh making the move to Brentford on loan for the remainder of the season. Reguillon obviously spent the first half of the campaign at Manchester United, they activated their break clause in January once Luke Shaw was back to fitness and it's a bit of an up and down time for Reguillon really at Old Trafford, uh, I think he made 12 appearances but there were occasions where obviously Diogo Dalo, uh Aaron Wambasaka played on his side even though he was available so it was one of these where there was going to be extremely limited football for him in the second half of the campaign. So he returned to Spurs. Then Ange made it clear that Reggion wouldn't be part of his squad because he didn't feature in the Burnley and the. Who uh, was the last game against? I've forgotten already.
0: Um. Was it Villa? Was it
1: Villa? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> But basically, he, he was in the squad. Uh, so... <laughs> it's so bad that we can't remember. All the uh,
0: research we've added to everyone else and we've forgotten. I know, I know. last game.
1: Yeah, so he, he wasn't in the squad, so uh, but... it, it was made clear that he would be going out on loan again. And I think it's a good move for him at Brentford, especially considering Rico Henry's got a long-term injury. Uh, he's not going to feature again this season. It doesn't look like... Uh, So the game time should be there for Reguilón and that's exactly what he needs because it's just been such a bad, probably 18 months for him, I think it's 24 appearances uh, of the past 18 months because his loan spell at Atletico Madrid last season didn't work out at all, Uh, had an injury even when he was back, there was limited game time for him there under Diego Simeone, so... Yeah, it's just an opportunity for him to get minutes under his belt, put himself in the window again for the summer and just get his career on track. Because, as I said, it's just been so, so frustrating for him over the past couple of years.
0: Last game he played for United was he came off the bench in the final minute uh, in the defeat against Forest.
1: Yeah, I meant Tottenham's last game. It was Man U, Oh, Tottenham's uh, last game. Yeah, yeah. I just totally forgot. Mind went. It was Man U on ah, right
0: oh i yeah. oh, could have helped you with that i thought you were talking about his last oh, kind of no. game for united well oh, everyone was probably thinking we we're mad having that conversation That like, are you doing a ton of podcasts not knowing their last go we did know we did know um yeah it's with regalon it was one of those where he everyone knew that it was likely to be a six-month loan it was never kind of perceived that it was going to be a season-long loan unless just dramatic things happened um and like you say, you know, Ten Hag was playing players out of position just to not play him, um, which is never a good sign. Um, Brentford's a good move for him. Um, they, obviously, Rico Henry's got that serious, um, was it a knee injury, I think it was, that yeah, ruled him out is. from, yeah. uh, God, was that? September. Was September. He's like, yeah, ruled out for the rest of the season with that. So they've kind of been using uh Saman Godos, Vitali Gianalt Jan- as both they've both played there and they're not really natural kind of left backs they're players that mainly play in the midfield but can cover that position um so Regolon goes in there as a natural left back he'll fit kind of Thomas Frank kind of flits between a back 4 and a back 5 at times he'll fit both of those systems he should get a fair bit of kind of game time that's the hope obviously he has had this weird, kind of like you say, kind of this lone career almost of like Atletico Madrid, Manchester United, and now Brentford. You know, certainly with Man U and Atletico, he's gone off to play for like two of the biggest teams kind of in the game. Um, and I mean, he was very unlucky, unlucky at Atletico. He was like, he, had, he went there with an injury um, he then got hospitalised with a stomach illness that was like really awful at one point for him. Um, but he just just hasn't convinced, I don't think, since God, those early days at Spurs. I mean, that first game against Chelsea when everyone was like, okay, a bit ropey for like defending, but my goodness, you know, he kind of picked up from there. And then unfortunately, I think we just kind of saw that the bit ropey at defending part was too ropey at defending, I think, really. I mean, it may be that he goes to Brentford and Thomas Frank does wonders with him. Spurs will be hoping that because, you know, it gives him, uh, I mean, what's he got? He's got to have a year left in his contract this summer. Um, As with pretty much most of these loan deals, barring um, Alfie Devine that we're going to talk about, as in the ones who have gone back out again, it's about... Plumpening up their price tag. That's really kind of what it is. Um, and it's it's so cynical and it's awful. You know, you do you are kind of seeing these players as commodities almost rather than just players that are going to play for the club. But we know they're all very unlikely to play for the club again. And I'm, I'm obviously talking about uh, Jed Spence, uh, Jaffet Tenganga and Regulon here as the three with Alfie that have kind of come back and then gone out again. But even someone like Joe Roden. Joe Roden's absolutely smashing it at Leeds, but the Leeds mistake that they didn't make was they didn't get uh, an option when they signed the deal for him in the summer. So Joe Roden's absolutely smashing it. And I think there's people at Leeds now who are a bit like, oh, pants, you know, what happens now? He's playing so well. A, his value's creeping up with every passing month that we'll have to pay for him. And B, other clubs are going to be sniffing around and thinking, well, hello, what a great option for us you know there's going to be a few premier league teams or teams going up to the premier league i think are going to look at joe roden um and yeah and it and this is what i think the hope will be with reglon you get him playing regularly uh, regularly <laughs> for uh, brentford and uh, you know suddenly you've got a player that you can get some reasonable money for in the summer otherwise this is the problem with it's too many players having to go out on loan in this scenario you know tongi and dembélé is another one it's like Oh, I saw a clip of him doing the rounds yesterday, which I don't think did him any favours either, uh, his latest game for Galatasaray. Um, But it is, it's just a case of, please, someone, notice these players, please buy them. And just, it's, when you, at a time when we feels like the Spurs transfer recruitment is fantastic, it's really moved on a step. The new recruitment team, especially doing a really terrific job, I think. Um, there's just this still kind of thing around the club of they just cannot sell on players. They're having to loan them until they can only get rid of them for barely anything at the end of it. Um, and that's something they kind of... Well, I say that's something i to look at, but I guess the natural result of good recruitment is that you sh- won't be putting yourself in those scenarios. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they steer away from that in the future. But, yeah, as, as for Regulon, 27 years old. He's kind of at that crux point in his career now that I think he needs to push on and uh, and hopefully at Brentford he can do that.
1: Yeah, he has had a number of loan spells in his career. Uh, there was Sevilla as well. That's where yeah. he made his name and that's what resulted in uh, the move to Spurs. So, yeah. we forget he was it's... at Real Madrid.
0: It was yeah. like, he's a Real Madrid player. I forgot about that. Real Madrid, let's go Madrid, Manchester United. He's played for probably three of the biggest clubs out there and, of course, Tottenham Hotspur.
1: Yeah, and yeah, just... <laughs> Fingers crossed it uh, goes well for him. So he certainly needs it. Right. Uh, there was another transfer deal on Thursday. Spurs uh, uh, managed to get Japet Tanganga back from his loan spell at Augsburg in the Bundesliga. Absolutely terrible. For a player who needed to be playing regularly not to make an appearance at all for them. Uh, he was on the bench once. I think he made... Free appearances in friendly games. Uh, just think, go to plan. But obviously, was back to Spurs uh, on Thursday, then immediately sent out on loan to Millwall in the Championship. So another one who's going to have the opportunity, of providing, of course, you know, he can keep himself match fit to play regularly. It's a bit of a strange one, really, when they look at this move to Millwall in terms of he's a Premier League quality player. Uh, and if he's going to go to the Championship, there'd be teams, you know, the ones pushing for promotion who'd maybe want to lure him. Millwall, I think, have had a bit of an up-and-down season. I think they're around mid-table. Got a new manager in, in Joe Edwards, who's been in a couple of months, who's wanted to stamp his mark on the team. And they've got injuries in defence. It's an area they want to strengthen. So they've managed to get Tanganga. Uh, But I think it's one of these where you just look at he needs football. You're as well playing, you know, 20-odd games in the Championship for Millwall rather than playing a couple for Augsburg in Germany. So it's one of these that, yeah, hopefully can just get the minutes under his belt because he's absolutely desperate. Because his career, let's be honest, since he made his Spurs debut, was just been extremely stop-start because of all these injuries.
0: Yeah, I mean, this has to go down probably as the worst loan of the season, hasn't it? I think at yeah. Spurs. Um, it's just been an absolute nightmare in terms of arriving with a knee injury, taking months to kind of come back from that. And then when he comes back, not really wanted. He um, was on the bench once. Um, it's not even like he's been in the squads, the matchday squads. He played the only minutes he stepped onto a pitch was, um, there was a pre, um, not season friendly. It was like a winter break friendly, wasn't there? No, sorry. International break friendly. That was what it was. Yeah. Um, and I think he played the first half of that game and yeah, he has been impacted by the fact that they've had, a uh, you know, Jess Thorup new manager coming at all Um, obviously it's not obviously, but he's, Changed from a, a back five to a back four. Suddenly, they had six centre-backs who were trying to fit into two positions. And I think, naturally, loan players are probably going to be, you know, they look to the future rather than a loan player. Although, this was the other issue, was that this was a season-long loan deal with an option to buy, which, from the reports I was looking at, in I think it was in Germany, um, it was only, like, just over £5 million, the option. It really wasn't a big option at all, um, or big price tag. And the knock-on effect of that is when you have a deal like that with an option, 99% of the time, that means there's no January recall or break clause in it. So Augsburg had to really negotiate with Spurs to essentially say, and this sounds awful, we don't want him. You know, can can you have him back, please? Our squad's huge, we've got too many players. So for Spurs, Spurs would have been perfectly entitled to say, No, 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 you're fine. It's your problem. You you kind of deal with him. Um and presumably Augsburg are paying a part. Um, I don't know whether they've been paying all of his wages or not, but certainly a, a, a chunk of them. Um, but they've obviously kind of managed to kind of find some compromise. And yeah, heading off to Millwall, I think I'm with you. I think you just have to play. I think that's all it is. I think you've just got to get game time. You've got to get the minutes under your belt. His career, he's been, I felt sorry for Jaffa. He's needed a loan a lot earlier than this. Um, it reminds me a little bit in the early days of Carl Walker Peters. Carl Walker Peters was this guy that would come in occasionally, he'd do okay. Um, then he would maybe get a little injury that would stop any progress he was making. And then eventually we saw what happened, he went out to Southampton and, and kind of has really made his career there. Um but for Jaffet, he hasn't had this was maybe the the hope that this was that move. Because um, I think Carl Walker-Peters went to Southampton on loan first, didn't he? And then they bought him. My brain playing tricks for me.
1: Or did he I can't go remember. one not the same summer? Hojbjerg came to Spurs. It was part what of they, the deal. Part of the deal. I can't I remember if it like was loan,
0: loan. Oh, We're getting forgetful. Too. We're getting old. These uh, <laughs> This is like a podcast of two old men just forgetting. Unless everything.
1: he spent the second half of the previous Ooh, campaign on loan. Half. I think that that was it. Yeah, yeah and I think then you're right. Him permanently.
0: Yes, I think you're right. Uh, well, we've redeemed ourselves there. Um, but yeah, similar kind of of career in that um uh, those early starts, he got to the 23, 24 years old mark, and Jaffet, he just just has never been a regular option. And injuries have played a part. He's been ah, oh, he he's had a disaster with it, various injuries. Knee one has been one that keeps coming up. Remember, I think he had a shoulder injury as well. I think there maybe was a back one in there at one point. Um, But look, like you say, the key is staying fit. And then the next thing is just getting minutes under his belt. I think his contract is till 2025, but I've got a feeling the last year is an option. So technically, if Spurs wanted to kind of just, that sounds awful again, but just let him go this summer, I think they could if they didn't take up the option. Um, but then maybe they would have already triggered that option when they sent him on loan because otherwise they could lose him free. I don't know. I don't know how it all works. Ultimately, yeah, if he plays well at Millwall, gets himself back on the radar of a few teams in the Premier League or those kind of looking for promotion for the championship and maybe they can get some some money for him. But yeah, I just hope for his sake, again, another guy that I've interviewed a fair few times over the years and He's a lovely chap, obviously a Spurs Academy product, and you kind of wish the best for them. Uh, anyone that comes through the club, and uh, yeah, we'll see what the second half of the season brings for him.
1: I wonder if it's going to be one of these similar to like Cameron Carter because he had you know an absolutely terrible loan spell at Stoke City. Uh, I think he was Luton, the next club he went to, flourished there, went to Bournemouth. Ended up at Celtic. Maybe the same will happen for Tanganga. Maybe he'll go down that path. Uh, he's just one of these. He's at the age... He needs to be playing regularly. He's he's clearly not got a future under Ange Postacoglu at Spurs. And yeah, he just needs to make a name for himself uh, over the coming months. And if he does that, then there should be a few interested clubs in him uh, come the summer. Obviously, on... Our football.london website there's always pieces about the homegrown the non-homegrown uh rules ali you were looking at some different rules yesterday in regards to loan options if you want to fill everyone in oh,
0: it made my head hurt
1: it really did
0: i i was looking at premier league rules or oh, the premier league handbook is honestly and the efl handbook i was looking at as well yeah if you want to make your brain kind of sore just read through those. I was talking to the Premier League. I was talking to uh, people in Spurs as well, because obviously we had this scenario, didn't we, last January with Matt Doherty? Yeah. When I think Spurs maybe forgot about uh, the new rules that were coming in from FIFA. And we had the situation where Matt Doherty was all set to go on loan to Atletico Madrid. And at the last minute, it was suddenly changed and he had to rip up his contract or they ripped up his contract uh, and he headed there as a, as a free agent. So I kind of thought, right, we've got to look, bearing in mind there's 11 lone players now. Or we need to kind of look at what's happening here and, and where it's going. So first off with those change in FIFA rules, uh, it was in 2022 they brought these in and had them improved. Um New rules to kind of limit moves that would stop clubs stockpiling uh, like talented young players. It was a bit like Chelsea had a real reputation for this, wasn't it? It was just signing a ridiculous amount of players, from young players from abroad, young players from South America. Um, I mean, it kind of feels like they're stockpiled players again this season anyway. But um, yeah, it, it was kind of to stop that. And so the new rules, and this was on international loan signings, I've got to st- stress that, that last season, 22-23 season, that would be limited to eight international loan signings in and eight loaned out. That was going to drop this season to seven. So clubs can only have seven international loans in and seven international loans out. And then next season, it will go down to six. And that's what it will stay at, six for the foreseeable future. Homegrown players and those under the age of 21 remain exempt from those regulations. So if you're purely looking at international loans right now, that means you've only got Jed Spence, Tongyon Nibele and Eric Dyer technically fall into that category right now. Troy Parrott, who's Excelsior Rotterdam, I don't think he does because in UEFA's um, under-21s list, he'd be on it because he was born after January 1st, 2002. So he wouldn't count, I don't think. Um, So that means of the seven they're allowed this season, um, they've only got three. So they've got a little bit of latitude to play with there. So... That's international loans sorted out. Oh, the other international, uh, interesting thing about that those changes was it also, the maximum you could do on a loan is a year. You can't do any more than that. So obviously, uh, Dejan Kuzeski was two-year loan, was it? 18 months. 18 months, 18 yeah. months. Um, Jensen Fernandez, I think, was 18 months as well. Of course, they were January signings, yeah. Um, so you can't do that anymore. Um, that's kind of brought an end to those kind of deals. Um, uh, with domestic loans, oh, this was the one that took a lot of back and forth and trying to work this out. Um, but certainly the consensus from talking to the Premier League, talking to people in the Spurs, and looking through the EFL handbook as well is that in terms of Premier League to Premier League loans, you can only have uh four. But no more than one from a single Premier League club. So that's Premier League to Premier League. That's not uh, other English leagues. The Football League limit is five lone players in a match day squad. I remember this was Jack Clark's problem, wasn't yes. it, when he went back to Leeds because uh, they signed, was it Eddie and I, who I who think it was so, that's yeah. 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 That was probably it. And that completely messed up. Jack Clark was suddenly the one who couldn't be in the squad. Um, however, essentially with all of that in mind because it, you, there's actually no restrictions on how many players spurs could send out domestically to various clubs other than they can't send uh, they can't have in more than 4 uh, from a premier league club which they're not doing anyway um and with football league clubs yeah each of those clubs can't use more than 5 in their squad but that doesn't actually restrict f- spurs from sending out players Essentially, you could send out as many players as you like across the Football League, as long as you don't send, I guess, more than five to one club. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the aim is to kind of change that. I do wonder if domestic loans will change. Uh, FIFA said that uh, national associations would be given three years from July the 1st, 2022, to start to implement rules that were similar to their FIFA international rules. So we may see that that changes. But so right now, Spurs have got, three international loans out of players over 21, seven domestic loans out. So, yeah, ultimately, all of that absolute guff I was just coming out with, they've got no issues with loan moves this season. They're well within their means. Three international loans when they can have seven and seven domestic loans out when, quite frankly, they could have a million if they wanted. Um, So, yeah, we're okay in that regard.
1: Good. (laughs) <laughs> right so obviously there's no game for Spurs this weekend so Ange Postecoglou was given the players some time off and given how cold it is in the country at the moment you cannot blame them uh, for going away and just looking at the players instagram stories Brian Hills in Miami uh, then Emerson Royal Guillermo Vicario they're in Dubai as well they all seems to be having a good time
0: Yeah yeah it's a uh... You know, they, they almost go on as many holidays as you do. You know, it's incredible. <laughs> um, but like you, they've got this ability, I guess, just to jump on a private jet and head anywhere they want, you know, the, the Rob Guest way. Um, yeah, I mean, not to say we're stalking them on social media or anything, but my goodness, some of the places look fantastic. <laughs> so, but why not? You know, you've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off this week. Postacoglu's given them. Um, they've worked hard. They, they've earned these kind of... Um, a little bit of warm weather getaway. As we said in the last pod, Postacoglu uh, didn't take up the option to go and do some warm weather training. Uh, he kind of felt they were better served at Hotspur Way in the freezing cold and and, uh, and rain and stuff. And uh, I guess because that's pretty much what the Premier League is going to be like when it returns anyway. Um, and now giving these players the four days just to rest and recuperate. I saw Vicario before he headed off. He did a uh, a little clinic, a uh, goalkeeping clinic with all the academy goalkeepers, which I thought was really cool. Him and Rob Birch, the first team coach, uh, first team goalkeeping coach. That was very nice. And uh, yeah, why not? Why not? We we want them rested and recovered and we want the all players. I think Dejan Kuzeski, obviously, was ill, missed the game against United. I think he's uh, jetted off abroad as well on a, a very warm holiday. So uh, yeah, why not? If you can, go for it.
1: Yeah. Right, I think we'll leave that there for today's latest episode of Golden Guest Tot Tottenham will be back early next week to preview the FA Cup fourth round clash against Man City at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Friday evening. In the meantime, thanks for listening and just keep with us at football.london for all your latest Tottenham news. To grab our huge discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash guest. You can receive an extra four months for free. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. The link is in the episode description box.